Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening. What are we going to talk about this evening? Well, you know what, it is Super Rugby and Six Nations time, so that's going to uh, be taking up the majority of our um, uh, of, of our time um, this evening. I uh, hope you're all having a uh, safe and uh, fantastic time um, as uh, things, well, they're going all over the place at the moment, let's be uh, honest about it. But hey, it is what it is and uh, we get on with life um, as we do. Um, I guess first up, um, actually, I'll wait until I'll see if uh, um, I get joined by anyone before I go into those sort of things. But uh, yeah, my uh, weekend uh, saw all of the, uh, actually, I didn't see all the Super Rugby games. I missed out on the uh, um, Brumbies versus the uh, Drury game, to be honest. Let's be honest, I knew, we kind of knew what um, uh, the result was uh, going to be there with that one. And uh, um, But I did catch also the England versus Wales um, game as well. Um, but uh, didn't see Scotland, France or um, Ireland, Italy. A bit of a farce that Ireland, Italy one turned out to be from uh, from what I hear. And I'll try and catch up on that one um, later. But we will talk about that um, to uh, a certain degree um, as well. Um, but those are what we're going to go through. Um, I was uh, watching the uh, Super Rugby games in my studio here. Um, once I had my daughter actually with me on the other computers, so it's headphones on um, while they uh, we're listening to the old um, YouTube. Uh, I hope you managed to get a bit more atmospheric um, a place to, to watch it uh, um, than I did, to be honest with you. We kicked off on Friday night then with the um, Highlanders versus the uh, Crusaders um, there uh, in uh, what I called um, the uh, the Tupperware container, um, but um, down in uh, um, down Dundee, because that's what uh, our, our, I think Arsham was the first one to kick that one off, um, calling it that, um, down there. Um, obviously, it's not like a cold night with um, the jackets on um, and down there. Obviously, no crowds um, for this uh, for that for round two of that. Um, good evening to uh, Simon and Nocturnal Rights, who are both here. Um, watch, uh, listening and watching on YouTube and joining in the uh, conversation as well. Look, folks, 
Don't forget, 8 p.m. every Monday, and you can join in the conversation on YouTube and uh, Facebook, um, or you can listen to the, or you can also watch on Twitter, but you can't join in the conversation. They don't allow comments. Um, but um, And you can also um, uh, listen to the podcast um, as well. Just search for New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, the um, uh, And uh, look, the Highlanders were in this one um, up until half time. Um, let's be honest. Uh, in fact, they had the better of the early going um, as well, um, which um, the uh, with, with the um, the Hope Crusaders getting warned um, for repeat penalties um, in um, within the first sort of ten minutes or so. I think it was. Uh, now, anyone who says that um, if referees blew up everything, um, we would have a uh, the, um, the, the 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 players can't avoid these things. Uh, it would have just been whistles. Might have noticed that the Crusaders basically didn't give up, give up another penalty all half once they were warned. So um, it's quite rubbish uh, that uh, the players can't um, control um, what they're doing. They are um, uh, um, rugby is a uh, is 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 a uh, um, sport that encourages actually forces you um, to basically break the laws as much as the referee will allow you to do. Um, and that's essentially what the um, the players are doing. Uh, and so as I say, um, for this one, um, they, uh, the, the, that's, they, they, they stopped that. Um, and um, well, I mean, they gave it one an offside, which, which went out to 13-0. They dragged that back to uh, have a one-point lead at half-time. Um, a big thing there was that, uh, look, it was some poor game management by the um uh by the highlanders uh they've got a free kick and what do they do they kick it long and ask the uh, crusaders to run back at them um with uh, basically time running out in the second half if they played through a few faces themselves tapped and uh, tapped and gone um then it might have been different but no um and that allowed the crusaders to uh, get down into islanders territory get a penalty and take a lead into half time after being 13 nil down after 13 minutes um clearly um, that was a, um, uh, a, a, a a good situation for the um, the Crusaders to, to be in. From that point, um, sure, the Highlanders scored first in the um, uh, second half, but um, the Crusaders pulled away um, to uh, to win this one. Um, Jordan uh, and um, Williams bashing over. Now the Highlanders did go through sixteen phases um, uh, with um, Hunt getting held up over the line. So uh, they did go close. They could have done it. But um, uh, in the uh, in, in the end, um, you've got to say that say, the Crusaders find a way to get it done. And uh, they did it yet again, um, finishing 19-34. So looks kind of comfortable on the scoreboard. Um, but so this was a one-point game um, past the hour mark. It was only in the last 13 minutes that uh, the Crusaders uh, pulled away in this one. Um, here uh, and uh, we'll see that uh, those last 20 minutes or last 10 10 or so 50 minutes uh, can be key we saw that um, in another game didn't we um, so we'll get on to uh, that one in a while but unsurprisingly um, the Crusaders uh, cruising along quite nicely Sever Reese uh, getting over there um, Will Jordan again uh, getting over for a try um, as well um, after that, we went off to watch the uh, the Waratahs versus the Reds. And uh, I think a lot of people were expecting um, it to be kind of like, oh, dear, uh, it's never good watching a uh, sort of a, 
an Aussie game after a New Zealand game because of the um, uh, the level um, of um, uh, of the rugby. Now, this one was a wet game <laughs> between the Warriors and the but you would have known it um, for actually the skill levels. Skill levels in this one were really good. Um, a lot of um, uh, a lot of the handling was very good, especially um, considering um, the uh, conditions um, in this one. Um, and essentially, the Waratahs should have won at this game. Um, sure, um, the Reds went up um, sort of ten nil. It was half. It was um, ten all at half time. But the Waratahs um, in this one uh, had the uh, the majority of um, the. Um, Possession and territory, particularly in that first half, 67% possession, 77% territory. Um, but they had opportunities. A one that springs to mind was the right winger. Um, could have gone outside and probably would have scored. Instead, he cuts back inside. Uh, the play goes all the way across the left wing. The left wing gets bundled out into touch. Basically, the Tars had no confidence um, as soon as they got anywhere near that white line to actually score the points. Um, and that's really what um, lost them this game. They made the Reds make nearly twice as many tackles. Um, they made, uh, uh, what, 175 metres more running. Uh, this was all um, the Waratahs. Waratahs won this game in every single way, apart from the scoreboard, because they lack confidence on finishing at the end of the day, whereas the Reds don't. Um, they are, they have that confidence um, to, uh, and also had 100% kicking um, as well, which also helped. Um, and so you've... Um, uh, you've got to say um, that, um, that the uh, that the Reds got out of jail um, with um, with this one. Uh, it was all Tars in that first half, but the Tars just couldn't finish it, couldn't get the points, um, and the Reds uh, came away um, with, um, uh, with 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 the win. Um, there were some lineout issues um, with uh, people just with kind of people not even jumping um, for them, um, but. Um, as I say, for the conditions, this was a high-quality game um, by these sides. Really impressed um, by uh, the Tars and uh, Reds handling in this one, especially after we've seen in week one some real poor handling um, by the um, Aussie sides um, in uh, much better conditions um, than this, or at least that's what it looked like on the TV, um, if we're going to be um, honest um, with you on that one. Um, looking uh, in the um, the live chat, um, AK says, uh, still not impressed with the Super Rugby teams um, playing far too loose style, can play competitive European clubs, not a great prep for Test Rugby. Well, we'll have to um, wait and see um, on that one. Um, I guess one of the things by playing loose like this is that you get used to finishing the opportunities you get. Uh, and so when you do get the opportunity at Test level, you, you finish it because you have plenty of practice finishing those, finishing um uh, moves, um, but so yeah, but then again, but um, yeah, it's definitely different style than we're seeing out of France and South Africa. We'll talk about that later um, when we get on to the um, the Six Nations um, on that one. So Reds got out of jail um, with a four point win, sixteen to twenty um, in this one. Um, the uh, uh, they, they did turn down three towards the end um, and uh, got themselves. Um, the uh, the try that put them in the lead rather than uh, drawing. So it was the right call in the end. Um, but um, yeah, uh, I was a bit uh, concerned when they when they went for that and did that. Um, on Saturday afternoon, then we kicked off with that um, 
Brumbies versus the uh, so actually so I guess to me the side that's impressed me most so far has been the Waratahs. By the way, wasn't expecting much out of them, um, but their play, the Sunder play, has been really good. Now uh, the um, so yeah, so Waratahs really have impressed me so far with compared to my expectations of what I was expecting from them um, in this one. I think a team that has probably this uh, underperformed in some way is, is probably the. Uh, Fiji and Drew, a lot of people upset with, a lot of people um, were hoping for a lot more um, from them. Obviously, in round one, um, they uh, um, lost to the Waratahs 40 to 10, um, and they lost 42 to 3 um, in this one to the uh, Brumbies. As I say, I didn't watch this one. Uh, I had my daughters here. I knew what the, what, what the result was going to be, and it was an afternoon game, which didn't sort of fit in well um, with um, family life. So, um, but uh, yeah, Brumbies getting the job done. Um, try bonus point win. What else did we kind of expect, really? Uh, and um, I think uh, been listening to the What a Lad podcast and with their kind of preview shows for the um, Super Rugby Rounds now. Some questions around some of the stuff they say, um, but um, one of the things on there is that yeah, look, I think the Drua, Moana Pacifica, and uh, we'll put the Rebels in there as well. Uh, are definitely the um, bottom three teams um, at. Um, uh, the uh, at the moment, um, I think, uh, and then uh, it's going to be tight then between the um, the Tars and the Brum and the uh, Force for me for that last um, quarterfinal position um, at uh, the uh, the moment. Moving on then, Blues versus the Hurricanes, and a game again um, that uh, uh, the Blues really should have won this one. Um, they had the lead. Um, but not only did they um, they have the lead, but the but it was but they should have had a bigger um, lead, um, in my opinion. Um, leading 24-14 at half time, that lead should have been bigger. Again, all the territory, all the possession um, for the Blues, but just not finishing um, in that first half, not getting the points on the board um, that they uh, they really should have done. Um, the Hurricanes even things up a lot more in the second half, and obviously. Uh, and then pull it, not obviously, but then did pull it back over that last 10 minutes with three tries in the last 10 minutes and obviously a hat-trick for um, Rayasi. Um, I did put a tweet out there um, on the night saying who is um, the uh, uh, the most underrated winger uh, in New Zealand. And I think Rayasi is there. Mark Talia was also mentioned as another one. Um, and obviously, and also Dane Coles uh, was another name that was thrown out there as a most underrated winger um, on that one. Um, but uh, yeah, Ryasi, uh, and not a, and someone said underrated by the by the All Blacks coaches, but um, I think also by the Hurricanes coaches. Look, he doesn't regularly get a starting spot. Um, he did this week, uh, and he showed what uh, what he can do. So um, hopefully, this cements him now in a starting spot for the rest of the season because he has been playing um, really um, really well uh, in this one. But um, a lot of talk around the fact that the Blues hadn't had a game last weekend, weren't match fit, ran out of steam. Uh, in that last 10 minutes. Personally, uh, look, I'm, um, uh, I think that's, that's, uh, that, that's an excuse and, and shouldn't be the case with teams anymore. Cycling, a team that, uh, a sport that I watch, and you find now that uh, riders used to race to get fit. Now they get fit in training and they can, they can, they can simulate all that they need. And then in the race, so every race to turn up um, at top four. And I think, um, not having a game last weekend shouldn't have been an excuse for the uh, Blues um, running out of steam um, in this one. 
um, at the end there. Um, but yes, the Blues didn't pull up points on the board that they should in the first half, and then they um, the three tries in that last ten minutes really uh, not uh, not good. Now I predicted the Blues, but then when they were missing, when I realised actually they were missing Papalihi, Akiriwani, and Bowden Barrett's boy oh boy, uh, that um, those three were three big losses for this uh, for this Blues team, um, and I think uh, they just don't have the depth. They have to have those top players. Uh, it's not like the Crusaders who uh, have managed to survive not having uh, Richard Mwanga. The Blues cannot afford not to have those. They're all Blacks um, available for them um, uh, in uh, in this one. Obviously, a lot of talk in this game about Roger to offset, to, to RCS Roger to offset. Um, the um, alternate right says he's uh, not the answer at 12, too light. Uh, reckons he's a 13 or a 15. Um, wow. I mean, <clears throat> Uh, this is another discussion for me. At the moment, does New Zealand have a 12 in the country? Um, there's lots of good 13s. Antonin Brown, Goodhue, uh, Braden Nenor, um, all, uh, I mean, even Fanonuku in that, in, that, in that 13, there's lots of good 13s. Uh, uh, Rico Wani, sorry, um, running around. Um, 12s, is Dave Hervey really, really a 12? Um, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's something he's come to lately uh, with, without Lamapi here. Um, do, I mean, do we have any real sort of natural 12s in the country? So um, you can understand why he's in that position. I think it's the right place probably for him. 13, uh, you've a lot of defensive reads, which uh, he won't be used to. Um, and they were, the the um, commentators were gushing um, around um, about RTS in the um, opening sort of uh, 20 or so minutes. Why? Well, because he was being asked to do uh, everything within his skill set, right? He was being given the ball and given a line to run at. And he was doing that very, very well. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, he's a very good player. Um, when it came to the tackling positioning on the defence, that's where the questions are going to be, not on his attacking play. Um, and uh, yes, he got brushed off um, a tackle going too high uh, towards the, uh, to, 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 um, I can't remember if it was Ali Surveyor's try or one of the other tries within the last 10 minutes. But um, so, yeah. Um, so RTS, look, yes, a a very good um, first run out considering where he's come from, but a lot of work still um, to do uh, in this one. Um, and uh, on the opposite side of the pitch, um, Balen Sullivan was uh, arguably uh, the best centre um, of the game. Was uh, very impressed um, with how he played um, for the um, uh, for the Hurricanes um, in that uh, thirteen jersey. Uh, there, so I thought he had a great, um, uh, great game outside of uh, Julian Surveyor. Uh, obviously, at um, uh, at twelve, interesting to see him um, move inside. Um, Balen Sullivan um, has uh, what, what seven passes, uh, um, eight runs there, for only thirty-seven meters. So a bit surprised that um, uh, Julian Surveyor had more than that. Um, but those seven passes, uh, yeah, he was relinking with the other players really well. And was very impressed uh, with. Um, with uh, Bale and Sullivan. Um, June Spade got through a hell of a well, actually 10 tackles um, and only missed one. So um, interesting seeing him at 12. Could he be the answer for the All Blacks at 12? As I take a beer for those of you on the podcast or drink of the beer, probably not, let's be honest, but, um, uh, but didn't disgrace himself um, in there um, at all. So um, the, uh, so yeah, so that's what, um, so yeah, they ran out of steam. Um, 
uh, some 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 stats here. Choke got through 19 tackles, missed one, so he got through a bit of a, a bit of workload as well. Uh, Isaiah obviously um, also had uh, his usual um, good game uh, playing in that eight jersey now uh, pretty consistently. I think we can say he's not a seven um, anymore. Um, it'd be interesting to see where the All Blacks play, him, but probably uh, in that um, eight role, um, you would uh, um, have to think. Mark Talia, uh, as mentioned, uh, also Caleb Clark. Great to see Caleb Clark back um, as well. Obviously, uh, this his uh, last year was a bit of a wasted or a bit of a lost year um, where he uh, tried to make the sevens for the Olympics, didn't quite make the team. Uh, I can't remember if he was a travelling reserve um, or whether he was just a reserve or non-travelling reserve for, for the Olympics. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, he had a, um, a, a good evening. Um, good to see him back, 95 metres running um, with that one um, as well. So... Um, the number of players are interesting of interest players to see coming back um, and playing well. Um, Jack Goodhue, yep, he had a good game. Was mentioned um, was mentioned quite a bit uh, um, as well uh, in there. But yeah, really the Blues faded in that last ten minutes, and um, uh, no real excuses. I don't think really should be uh, should be there, and they'll be very upset about that. Those key players I mentioned at the beginning, uh, they just could not afford um, to uh, to miss. Um, after back of that, went to the Rebels versus Western Force. Western Force winning this one at um, 3 to 28 um, in this one. Um, so, yeah, the Force showing the difference between last season when they didn't have, when they were given like two months to put a team together, um, to the difference between actually putting it, having a full a full off season um, to um, to put your team together um, and um, uh, be able to uh, uh, have a proper preseason. Um, as well, so um, good to see uh, that that win by the force. Of the rebels um, are a bit of a, a bit of a mess. Um, let's um, let's be honest. In this one, lineouts not great. I mean, seven missed lineouts or seven lost lineouts by both of them. Uh, in this one, um, and the force will come up against a much better opposition. Um, let's uh, let's be honest. But um, the uh, I say a good win for them in that fight for with with, with I think the Waratahs for the eighth place. Um, and getting knocked out in the foot in the quarterfinals. Uh, but hey, making the finals um, is kind of um, big for them in the uh, at the end of the game, end of the day. Um, in that discussion about 12s and 13s, uh, not to write says Goodhue could be the 12. Yes, he could be a 12, but I think he is naturally a 13, and it's where his offloading game really comes into its own um, in that 13 channel um, rather than the 12 one. But um, yeah, uh, that one... Um, uh, not so, uh, um, uh, not so great um, about that one. Um, and Simon points out that Clark was in a hotel outside the Olympic Village um, up in uh, Japan um, last year as that uh, travelling um, reserve. Um, some uh, stuff in the um, in the news, and I saw a sort of kind of an opinion piece uh, on stuff um, suggesting that. Uh, there should be more player loans um, to um, help out Moana Pacifica, uh, and that uh, uh, and that all, and that some other players should have been encouraged to join Moana Pacifica. Uh, look, that isn't how we help out Moana Pacifica. The way we helped out Moana Pacifica was giving them their contract earlier than they got it, giving them time to actually be able to recruit players um, and get things set up. They weren't given that; they they were six months at least behind. Um, where they needed to have that contract in place to be able to sign players. Um, and so hence this season, 
is going to be a struggle for them. Same for the Drua. Um, and uh, I think we'll see quite a lot of, particularly with Moana Pacifica, quite a lot of turnover uh, in that squad between season one and season two before it settles down um, from there. So um, from uh, um, so from that one, um, look, no, I don't think loaning players uh, is the right way or loaning New Zealand or New Zealand tied or All Blacks tied players into them is not the way forward. Um, so uh, it'll be a very short-term plaster to a problem that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Um, Simon says, yeah, the SEN uh, had 71 people um, believing the, the Rebels were going to beat the force. Oh, dear. Um, the uh, Yes, well, uh, I think... Uh, and I was just surprised by someone um, on... on, on um, uh, one of the commentators saying, "Oh yeah, I've, I've gone out on a limb picking the picking the force." I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, that was a very obvious um, one to me that the force was going to beat rebels. But there we go. Um, a lot of people are saying not understanding what happened with the force last year, um, and that's one of my problems with the um, the Waddle Lad podcast. Uh, uh, is look, why aren't they talking about Prior being a fantasy player? Look, he's a he's a scrum half who kicks goals. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But they seem to have missed that. Anyway, um, anyway, that's a um, buy the buy um, on that one. Um, and uh, at least the Moana Pacifica will get their season underway um, this Friday um, up against the Crusaders. Well, good luck, boys. Um, it's um, uh, it's, it's uh, that's not, uh, that's, uh, that's not going to be good. Um, not sure right said might be nice to play an NPC side to warm up. Uh, yeah, except the problem is the NPC sides aren't together at the moment. Um, they're all, all those players are in pre-season for their clubs. Um, and uh, so uh, it, the, the season's done a lie, a line um, for that kind of thing to um, uh, to happen. One of did need, pardon me, their warm-ups and would have, they were supposed to have one against the Blues, I think it was. No, um, they got cancelled. Oh, oh, the Highlanders, sorry, wasn't it? They, they got, got cancelled um, in pre-season. So, um, and obviously having two, two of them now uh, and had the players in, uh, locked up in hotel rooms. Um, it's uh, going to be a difficult um, one. Um, I am going to try and see if I can get a media pass for that Moana Pacifica game um, against um, uh, uh, against uh, the Crusaders, uh, and uh, hopefully bring you post-match uh, interviews um, from that uh, that game. We'll see if uh, if I can get a hold of um, a media pass for that one. Um, Obviously, sad news uh, uh, last week um, as well um, with the um, loss of uh, two um, 
uh, key players um, with um, uh, uh, Vidiri, uh, uh, Jolie de Vidiri um, uh, passing away um, due to COVID complications. Um, someone who, unfortunately, I'll be honest, I, uh, not someone I was aware of um, as um, a uh, uh, as as a player. Um, so, but so apparently uh, uh, had um, uh, kind of the kidney issues in a similar way that um, uh, that um, oh, that John Lomu, uh, who we also play, who we played with, um, also had. So hopefully, um, so yeah. So so thoughts for with, with his uh, uh, friends and family with that one. Um, and then also Inga the winger, uh, Twingamala, um, someone I do remember as as a Wigan Warriors uh, winger, um, opposite side to Jason Robinson. I mean, two very different, but two um, very uh, uh, deadly um, wingers. I think Martin O'Fire also uh, crossed uh, crossover um, careers um, with him um, as well. So um, both of them passing away way um, too early um, on you. Um, oh, sorry, way, way too early um, uh, in life. And again, thoughts with, I, I say, um, Tugamala uh, also went on to play for Newcastle Warriors, had a big impact on uh, Johnny Wilkinson um, uh, during his early days. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, uh, real sad. So, uh, two, two, uh, uh, two big names, two, two greats within New Zealand, from what I understand. So I don't remember um, Vidiri as a player, um, but uh, Tugamala, wow, yes, he was, he was some player. Um, uh, on that one, um, so yeah, very sad for the for, the, for their friends and family um, in that one, and good to see that they were duly respected, uh, duly remembered uh, during the games um, at um, the uh, the weekend. Um, so that's last week. Uh, let's look forward then to the uh, the coming weekend, and uh, what do we have? Uh, we got Moana Pacifica uh, up against Crusaders first off on Friday night. As I said, uh, look, Crusaders by forty. Something like that. Um, the, uh, the, the 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 three games in <laughs> the uh, the rust will have been worn off. Will players um, uh, like Blackadder, maybe Richard Mwanga come back? Richard Mwanga, I doubt it. I think he's still got a couple more weeks um, away. Um, but um, uh, there's no reason to rush him back for a game like this one. So uh, a big win, I expect, by the Crusaders. I say I'll try and get up to Mount Smart for that game. Um, that's followed up by the Fijian Drua versus the Rebels. Um, and uh, boy, oh boy, two sides that uh, really are struggling. Um, which side is going to lose the least? Uh, also, I don't know um, if the Queensland floods are going to have any impact on um, whether the uh, uh, Fijian Drua um, will get to play or not. Because uh, I think they're based up there somewhere, aren't they? Um, so, um, but I think I'm going to pick Rebels by three. Not really convinced, but some um, look. Um, it's going to be a, uh, uh, I say, the least worst team on the night um, for that one. In to um, Saturday, then, and we got the Western Force versus um, the um, Reds. Um, look, the Reds uh, got out of jail last weekend. They've beaten the Rebels. Um, by less than uh, the force beat the rebels, but the reds should click and uh, should have too much uh, for the force. Um, so I'm going to back the reds by three. But they say the reds really aren't clicking and, and really haven't got up to speed yet um, this season. Um, whereas the uh, Western Force um, are uh, um, at least um, 
are executing somewhere near what we think they're capable of. The Reds are nowhere near that stage yet, um, but still, I think the Reds should come through uh, that one. Um, the um, we also we then have uh, the um, Blues versus the Chiefs up at Eden Park with that last ten minutes against the Hurricanes. Boy, oh boy, um, I'm missing key players. I'm actually going to go for the Chiefs in the way win here um, by seven uh, up against the Blues. Um, the Chiefs obviously had a week off, but that meant that actually they got to travel home um, to um, Hamilton and Waikato earlier than the other teams. So I've actually had perhaps a better preparation also um, coming in to this game, whereas the Blues had to relocate um, from Queenstown um, all the way back up to um, Auckland. Um, then over uh, down to Wellington for um, the Hurricanes versus the um, Highlanders. Um, wow. Uh, the um, two losses for the Highlanders, the Hurricanes, with that real morale-boosting win um, coming back um, to uh, um, uh, coming back in that last 10 minutes against the Blues, and that confidence boost for the Hurricanes. I'm going to back the Hurricanes by five uh, in this one. Um, performing better than I expected, uh, and if they get Royasi and get the ball to him, boy, oh boy, he can cause problems, um, as we've seen. Um, rounding things out, the Brumbies versus the Waratahs. Look, as I say, I've been impressed by the um, by the Waratahs still. This is the Brumbies. They're, they're one of the top two teams in Australia. Um, comfortable home win um, for the Brumbies. Um, I said comfortable, and I picked seven. I'm going to go over ten, actually. So Brumbies by ten um, over the Waratahs. I think they're executing better. Um, and I think their set-piece uh, dominated game will be better um, against um, the, um, the Waratahs um, in uh, this one. Um, Nocturnal Rights uh, thinks yeah, that the uh, Highlands issues speed on the flanks, um, and that's uh, that'll make a big difference as to who they select on their wings. So we'll see uh, how those selections go and how right he is um, around that one. The other thing that's happening this weekend is that um, Super Rugby Alpaki, the um, women's Super Rugby competition over here in New Zealand, um, is uh, kicking off this weekend. Uh, with a game on Saturday and a game on Sunday. The Saturday game, 1.45 um, on Sky Sports 1 and 3.45 on Sunday. Saturday, uh, sees the Blues take on the Chiefs um, with uh, a couple of players perhaps in the Chiefs that you wouldn't expect um, there. Uh, I mean, um, Portia Woodman, for example, a Northland girl uh, playing for the Chiefs. Um, that's why I see her in the, in, uh, not, not, not in the blue jersey for the Blues um, there. Um, and then uh, Mata uh, Atu, uh, the um, actually the South Island team, the um, uh, up against uh, the uh, the Hurricanes. Look at the, for this one. Um, it's very difficult to uh, to pick um, and know uh, which sides to to go with. Let's be honest. The Chiefs built around that Waikato side, who's very strong and, and did well in the Farapam Cup last year. Um, Mata Atu built around obviously the. Um, uh, the uh, oh, blank Canterbury um, team that has been successful for so long. Um, so I'd go Chiefs and uh, Mata Atu for now uh, in those two games. But uh, anyone's guess, look, the Blues um, having obviously Auckland, uh, a very strong, uh, a very strong women's team, a Farrah Palmer Cup team um, as well, and with some of those Northland girls. Um, so uh, that's how I'm uh, going to give it. But I'd say I would have to wait and see how this one all pans out. Obviously, 
Um, this is shining a light on the uh, women's game. Um, and the fact that it's just one round of games, um, should it be more than that? I've quite a few opinion and discussion pieces in various, um, new, uh, various news articles at the moment. Um, look, I think it needs to be more than this. Um, but there is the good point that we do have some girls uh, playing in this who come pretty much straight out of school. Uh, we've only had two or three years rugby up against seasoned uh, multi-year um, Blackfords. Uh, so, but then again, that's what they face in the Farrah Palmer Cup. That's what they face at club level. Look, the Blackfords play club rugby, uh, unlike the um, All Blacks. So, um, the uh, so yeah. So look, there are those. Um, so I'm not sure that yes, it's a it's an issue. Uh, we don't have all the pathways um, in place. Uh, that we should have um, for, um, uh, for for the women's game, or the levels that should be there. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done at those levels, um, but also I do think that more should be should be done at um, that, that just a one round competition isn't enough um, to develop players. We're talking about the Rugby World Cup and for the Black Ferns. Uh, thank you, Simon. Um, Correcting me that the yeah the force game is actually on Friday night, like midnight kickoff, which is why I was thinking it was Saturday uh, game. Um, I was wondering what that was all about. So yes, obviously being played in Port in Perth. Um, first time the force been back there in well, ages. Um, now um, with uh, with that one. Um, that's all the kind of rugby from a uh, New Zealand point of view that um, that is coming up. Um, let's uh, also have a chat um, about some of the uh, Six Nations stuff um, that uh, took place. Last weekend, uh, the um, before they have a week off and then come back with the, the round um, three games. Um, so in round two, um, we had Scotland versus France, uh, finished 17-36. Now, I was listening to um, um, uh, James Beattie, uh, James Beattie, I got his first name right, Beattie, uh, the ex-Scottish uh, international, uh, on a podcast. He was saying, look, one of the things about, about France um, is that um, they play a very blitz defence, a bit like um, South Africa. So you have to, so you're going to need um, things like your crossfield kicks, your chips over the top to um, to, to beat that. And that Scotland basically needs to get in the lead if they're going to have any chance in this one. That if they got behind, chase was going to be very very difficult. Um, now Scotland have been France's bogey team, uh, having won three out of four games um, going into this one. But France um, got ahead with a try after eight minutes and uh, basically never looked back from um, from there. Um, Scotland were never um, really able to, um, uh, to to sort of get back or to, to get their nose in front. They got back um, nearly on, on terms at 10-12 um, after the half-hour mark, but a try on half-time really was the uh, the nail in the coffin that meant that they trailed at nine by nine points going into the half, 10-19. Um, and, uh, yeah, chasing the game, Scotland were never going to have it. We're always going to have it very, very difficult um, in this one. Um, so, yes, uh, very difficult um, for them um, to be um, uh, to come back once they got behind. Uh, and France showed that they're a very, very good side. Now, France, a bit like South Africa, a side that's playing, will have been using that 6-2 um, bench. Uh, which does start to make me think, do we need eight players on the bench? What we do is a six, basically three front row players, one other forward, a half back, and then one, and then um, or a, a scrum half and nine, 
um, and then basically one player to, repl to, 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 to replace all the backs. That way, you've got less interchanges. More players have to play 80 minutes. They have to work more on cardio rather than strength. We have players that aren't quite so big, um, and therefore, hopefully, uh, the collisions are less. We end up with less uh, um, less injuries is kind of the thinking um, that goes behind that. By having six, you know, pretty much your whole pack getting replaced um, after sort of 50 minutes, 60 minutes means that the players don't have to be conditioned so much. And uh, boy, oh boy, do France bring big boys off the bench to run around for just half an hour. Um, they are very, very big. Lots of 19 stone plus guys. So, um, yes, um, just some thoughts there. But, um, yeah, interesting to hear one um, hear, hear BT, not one BT, geez, um, BT, uh, talking about how uh, basically that France and Scotland and South Africa play in similar, similar styles. And yet we think of the uh, with lots of kicking, lots of defence, rush defence, and then um, basically taking advantage of um, of the situation. And yet we think of France being a much more uh, creative team. I guess they do have strike weapons that uh, when they do get opportunities, they boy, oh boy, do they finish off some nice tries. Um, I guess that's the difference is is more about that than necessarily. But uh, the, the basics, the, the, the skeleton of their game um, is very similar um, to the one um, that um, uh, that was uh, put, the, 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 say, the, the South African team um, is also um, built on. Um, England, England, Wales, sorry, then. Uh, England came, uh, won this one 23-19. Um, but um, boy, oh boy, uh, it shouldn't have been that close, to be honest with you. Um, getting down to, with with, um, uh, with uh, the, well, Wales's try, um, and then uh, just before the end and a restart uh, meant uh, that Wales had an opportunity. But they should never have been given that one, really. Um, uh, England... Um, uh, did lead 12-0 at half-time, but um, with Liam Williams uh, getting a yellow card in there. But um, they really should have been leading by more than that. Uh, they dominated um, that first half, 6% possession, 51% territory, but all that possession, but just weren't um, putting up points uh, in this game. So um, all, those, uh, all those points in that first half were from the boot um, of um, Marcus Smith, uh, so he didn't get across that try line once, and that's really um, what so really what England should have been doing. They should be scoring points in that first, should have been scoring tries in that first half, um, and uh, they got away with this one because Wales came back and just didn't quite have enough um, to uh, to get over the line. Um, Wales ending up scoring three tries to just one um, by um, by England. I say just just not enough um, to uh, to come back. But um, yep. Um, a uh, big um, so yes yeah, so, so really I say England there um, a bit like um, teams uh, a bit like the Blues um, and uh, also um, the um, the Waratahs dominating a first half getting a lead but not the points that they just, that they that the uh, possession of territory really should have earned them um, but they were lucky unlike those other two teams um, who got caught um, heading towards the um, heading towards the line uh, in that one. Um, Finally, then we had um, Ireland um, versus Italy. Finished fifty-seven-six, but in, in all honesty, that's not the talking point of the game. I've not seen this one, but having read about it, what happened was it had an injury on ten minutes to the um, uh, to the uh, Italian hooker, 
um, he gets uh, replaced um, and then uh, um, uh, Faiva, the replacement hooker, um, gets himself red carded, uh, which takes the um, uh, the the Italian team um, down to uh, 14. But both hookers, um, key here is that both hookers were um, injured. So for the first scrum, they took off their um, a, a winger, brought on a prop um, onto the front row, um, but had to be uncontested scrums. And because uncontested scrums, that's another player um, that has to go off. So Italy were playing um, with 13 players, um, not 14, um, for the majority of the game. Um, and uh, then also lost, with five minutes to go, a player to a yellow card. So finish on 12 players uh, in this one. So, yeah, as a spectacle, um, a bit of a yeah, total no-no. Uh, now, that's... Um, uh, I'm all for red cards not being replaced. But then for... Because the... Um, uh, I'm not I'm not a fan of the 20 minutes um, sort of Simbin um, style thing um, for the um, uh, um, for, for, for for red cards. Uh, so, but because the hooker was already injured, I, I think losing a second player because uncontested scrums um, was is is uh, well over the top as far as punishments go. I get why people do it because I get, I get why the rules rules are like that way because you don't want people. Um, falsely going to uncontested scrums so that and uh, keeping the same number of players on the pitch. So um, if you go to uncontested scrum, basically you lose a player um, to prove that um, you can't properly put a scrum down. So um, I, I get that, but um, in this case where you know that the, there's definitely been no skullduggery about trying to um, go to uncontested scrums, um, that because they've lost both their their hookers, one to one to. Uh, uh, serious arm injury, the other one to a red card. I say losing two players for a red card, um, which is effectively what happened here, seemed uh, overly harsh. Um, but uh, I'm not sure what the real answer is. Uh, these scenarios do uh, can happen, and it's a matter of yes, juggling the laws a bit to figure out how uh, we don't end up with this situation again. Because yeah, it makes a fast of the um, of the game. Um, let's be honest in this case. Um, now, a lot of people, I know it's from you say that the uh, um, the 20 minute red card would allow them to be at 14 because of obviously uncontested scrums. They'd still have lost a player, but they would have had a player for the rest of the other bit. But yes, I don't think coming them back to uh, to 15, um, if that had been the case, is fair. So there we go. The red card is supposed to be a big deterrent to stop players from um, penalizing. Um, and uh, the as I showed in the Crusaders game, I think a lot of uh, penalties are intentional uh, rather than being um, by accident. Uh, and so I think uh, that we need as big a deterrent as possible to basically stop as many penalties, so as, much, as much foul play as possible, because uh, at the moment we're encouraging foul play. Um, that's my kind of roundup from the uh, Six Nations, I guess, just a quick look at the table. Um, on that one, so France topped the table on 14 points after, th oh, sorry, after three rounds, not two rounds. Um, Ireland um, are second with the two wins and loss on 11 points. Um, England third uh, with two wins now um, and a loss, one over Italy, one over Wales. They beat the bottom two teams, um, still got um, the top two, Ireland and France, to come. So tough one for England from now on. Um, 
Scotland uh, down in fourth on five points, the same number of points as Wales, but I've got a better points difference. Um, the uh, but Scotland still uh, to play um, Italy. Um, the uh, uh, well actually as, as of Wales. So the uh, the next round sees Wales take on France. You've got to say France will go into that one as hot favourites. Italy versus Scotland. Scotland will be hot favourites there. England, Ireland. Ireland will be favourites going to that into, into Twickenham. Um, but England at home, Ireland travelling. Boy, oh boy, that's the uh, definitely the pick of the, uh, the round from um, round four. And then the uh, Super Sunday on the, on the final round is Wales versus Italy. Um, Wales, obviously, up there. Ireland versus Scotland um, should be a, a good game. But in uh, Scotland, still not still not producing it away from Murrayfield. Um, you'd expect an Ireland win there. And then France versus England in Paris. Um, will that be the crowning of uh, the uh, French Grand Slam? Um, looking at the fixtures and the results so far, you've got to say that um, is probably where we're going to be on the uh, 20th of March. Um, that's, uh, that's a 9 a.m. kickoff. So nice one over breakfast for you all folks uh, here um, in New Zealand. Well, there you go. Then it wraps everything up for this week on the uh, Driving Mall Show. Um, don't forget to uh, join me um, next Monday at 8 p.m. Also, this Wednesday, we uh, kick off our NRL coverage with our season preview um, with the standoff show. And so every Wednesday at 8 p.m. will be uh, our standoff show, for the rugby league um, show for the, uh, the rest of the season. Um, and uh, don't forget, you can support the uh as over at patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio uh, to help us bring all this content to you. Um, hopefully, I'll have some stuff um, from the game on Friday night with Moana Pacifica versus Crusaders. Um, have a cracking week um, and stay safe, folks. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 